The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports Bowl Radio. Tonight, Isaac Bruce said the Rams should sign who? Plus, the LA Rams back on hard knocks, but this time we have an exciting coach to watch. And later, position battles are going to be a little different. It's going to be difficult to assess his fans on who will start day one. We'll talk about it next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. Laying down the law for you guys tonight. I don't have a whole lot of time for you guys because, uh, well, I got some other stuff to take care of. Simply put, I got to do homework also. So I can't only stay here with you guys as much as I would love that with all my heart. But as is a... As some of you uh, regular listeners might know, I've already had enough trouble even being able to find time to be here at all. So I do apologize about that, but we're here right now, and that is what matters the most. The mostest. All right, so we're going to hop right into it. Like I said, I don't have a lot of time with you guys, so let's just go ahead and knock it out. Let's do the dang thing, all right? So first and foremost, we're talking about it, guys. We had to talk about it. ESPN, they reached out to Sean McVeigh. They reached out to our Sean McVay about being a part of the Monday Night Football crew. I thought this was really interesting news, to be completely honest. I was a little bit thrown by it, but it also kind of makes sense. The way that McVay speaks, the way that he interacts, the way that he has been able to pick out random plays from uh, his playing days and coaching days at, um, at just about any point in his career, and can go back and explain exactly what happens, the scenario, what, what went into the decisions, all that stuff. Absolutely amazing. So... I think he would do actually really well on ESPN on uh, Monday Night Football. I think he would do great. Uh, hopefully, maybe when he's done coaching, I think that would be a pretty sweet move. Uh, he obviously declined, but ESPN made it kind of sound like this this offer is going to hang out for a little while. Like it's, this is not just like a done thing that just no longer like it's not that he just says no and then they're like, all right, we'll find somebody else. It, I feel like they kind of were like, all right, well, hey, if you change your mind, let us know. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, I think he would be great, though. I I just hope he doesn't leave the Rams. <laughs> that's kind of just my only hope there. So, uh, in other news, though, I also have uh, former Rams wide receiver Isaac Bruce. We teased this one just a touch, just a touch. We're kind of cruising today, though. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of fly through. I think uh, we'll get some time, though. We'll get some good stuff. But former Rams wide receiver, you guys might know the name, Isaac Bruce. Uh, I'm sure that rings some bells. For some people, Isaac Bruce, the Reverend, future Hall of Famer, very soon into the future. I, I think uh, the ceremony is going to be next year, though, due to this coronavirus that has shut down the entire universe, unfortunately. But Isaac Bruce says the Rams should sign who? Wide receiver Antonio Brown. Crazy Antonio Brown, who I personally am no longer a fan of in really any capacity based on some of his antics. He basically is like, I'm retiring, but seriously, NFL, why can't I play? <laughs> it's like, uh, dude, what? What? 
Well, make up your mind, man. Do you want to be in the NFL or not? Uh, he is going to be suspended eight weeks, though, no matter what. Even if he's not signed, though, which I personally disagree with. I think that you should only be able to serve your suspension if you're on a team. Because now he can just kind of do whatever he wants, and then in eight weeks he can just sign somewhere. And I just don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a, maybe I'm just being a little bit of a jerk. Which is always possible. That is always an option. That is always a, like a legitimate option. But Bruce commented on Brown saying that he has made a complete 180. Not sure if I agree with Bruce there. But hey, Bruce is the reverend. I'm just the sheriff. And uh, that he wants to play and compete. Brown could be brought in very cheap. Very cheap. Considering he's suspended eight games and he's lost his mind on multiple occasions. So there's that we got to look at. But... You know, Brown could be brought in cheap, like I said, and, I mean, if the team were to make a move, who knows? Maybe the Rams do have some cap space for that. Cam Newton was brought in for nickels to the Patriots, so who knows? But I think at the very, very least, the Rams have a pretty top-heavy wide receiver room. I don't think it's necessarily super deep, super amazing, incredible, top of the line, anything like that. I love Robert Woods. I love Cooper Cup. Big Josh Reynolds fan. Van Jefferson is impressing uh, so far in camp. After that, though, pretty slim. That's all I'll say. But we'll see what happens. Moving on. We got Jalen Ramsey. And this is kind of interesting. Okay, we, we've known, we should all know by now, that Jalen Ramsey is in, con- or is in some talks for a new contract. Not Jalen Ramsey himself. He made that very abundantly clear uh, that he is himself not worried about these, uh, these talks and is not participating in these talks uh, but I, uh, I personally loved his interaction on, uh, on, on hard knocks as a person. Okay. I'm not necessarily like, I'm by no means like a big personality or a big media name or anything like that. I'm just a guy who, who talks about the Rams with you lovely people, but, uh, I loved the interaction. And as a person who, like I said, is in the media in some capacity, uh, I know what the media, what those guys were doing when they asked him that question and they re-asked it. I knew what they were doing. They were trying to get some juicy deets. Juicy deets all day. I, that's, I've done it. That's something we try to do. That's something I'm taught to do. <laughs> I'm about I'm, what, 48 days away from graduating with a bachelor's degree in sportscasting, and I have been taught to do that. I can tell you that straight up. I can tell you that's something that, went, that, we, were, that we have gone over, is to kind of push for some answers. So uh, that wasn't like a big aspect of it or anything like that, but it was like mentioned in passing. Like, if you don't get the answer you want, ask, like, you know, ask the question. But I absolutely agree with Jalen Ramsey here, kind of just blowing it off and be like, look, I gave you my answer. That was my answer. Move on. I absolutely agree with that. And he's totally right. Those people were kind of being jerks. And then he left and they're like, so you think he's coming back? Super rude. I don't know. That was maybe I'm just maybe I'm just being a jerk here, but I totally back up Jalen Ramsey in this in this spot. One hundred percent. Speaking of Hard Knocks, let's get into it. So, Hard Knocks, obviously, we had the first episode, and it was so dope. I got to watch it. I, I didn't watch it till last night. I've been a busy little banana over here. But uh, I do just have some notes, so just some thoughts, some Sheriff Joe Bag's thoughts on this one, because uh, I'm mainly, I'm super jacked to see kind of where it goes from here. You know, I, I want to see the next couple episodes, because there's some really interesting stuff going on. Uh, I'm... It's hard to go back and forth between the Rams and Chargers. I want it to just be all Rams. Maybe I'm just selfish. Well, I know I'm selfish, but still. So uh, it's hard to assess how I feel about it with the flip-flopping between the teams. It feels almost sporadic of them just bouncing back and forth. There's not really like a moment where they're like, all right, we're Chargers talking now. Or like, boom, Ram time. So 
I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a, abrupt, I guess, how they just like are like, just flopping back and forth like that. So whatever. I mean, that's kind of just a personal thing. But it was also really interesting to see how the NFL is handling the COVID-19 pandemic. We know we're in a pandemic. Uh, it was a little bit forced, I guess. Uh, the, that storyline was very pushed down our throats <laughs> uh, that the NFL is uh, handling this pandemic. It was basically, I, a sub, I posted that I'd watched the first episode of Hard Knocks and somebody commented, the first comment was, you mean the coronavirus documentary? It's like, well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> that's, that's kind of exactly what it is. But, you know, whatever. I, I, I wanted to say this about that, that aspect of it. I've always had 100% confidence that the NFL was going to start on time. I think I've said that to you guys multiple times. I, I, I've always felt that way. I did say that I think that there was going to be a period of time where it looked a little slim, that we weren't going to get the NFL, that we weren't going to get an NFL season this year, that it was going to look slim, but it was still going to happen. Now, I've stuck with that for months now, and I think that that's exactly where we're at. I think that's exactly what's happening. So... I think we're going to be fine, uh, and especially after seeing the way that the NFL is handling this stuff. I think they're doing fine. And as long as the players aren't going out making bad decisions, <coughs> Marlins, then I think we're going to be fine. And it is being talked about. Andrew Whitworth said it on The Herd uh, just a couple days ago, earlier this week, that McVeigh did address it with the younger players. That, you know, make smart decisions. Don't just go out and get crazy and stuff like that, because you could, you could impact the entire team. If you go out and make bad decisions, you go out clubbing and stuff like that, and then you happen to get the virus, you could absolutely cripple the team, 100%. So I think that this team will be smart. We're not like the Seahawks. We're not going to have people sneaking guys into, uh, girls into the rooms and stuff like that. And if we do, hopefully those guys get cut. I'll be completely real. I am one of those people. I, am, I keep forgetting that we're in a pandemic. I keep forgetting the virus even exists. I'll just say that. I, I know it's a real thing. I just keep forgetting about it. I kind of just want my life back. I realize I, I'm selfish in that aspect as well. But you can think whatever you want because we're not near each other, first of all. So leave me alone. And I don't know. It's I, I think it's going to be fine. <laughs> That's really what I'm getting at there. I can't remember where I was going with that. But you know what? Whatever. The next thought here on the Hard Knock stuff, Dante Dion. He's always had a big personality. This guy's always been hilarious. And I love that he's getting a little bit of spotlight time. I just love it. I think that's great. It's cool to see more fans talking about Dante uh, than, than just, you know, me and some random people here and there. Aaron Donald is still ridiculously built. Okay, even the last time that Hard Knocks, I, I went back and watched that one a little bit. Uh, that was a couple weeks ago, but I watched that one a little bit uh, when they're playing ping pong and stuff like that. Aaron Donald is somehow more jacked, more awesome, He's also the, my age. <laughs> I don't know what life decisions I made to look like this and have Aaron Donald's life be like that and how opposite we are as humans, but I like to think we'd get along. We got good work ethic together, but uh, our drive is similar. We just use it in different directions. I use it to talk about sports and, you know, record stuff and edit videos and stuff, and he uses it to get swole and ruin quarterbacks' lives. So, I mean, potato, tomato, whatever. Uh, next up. I'm interested to see how the, the Hard Knocks crews handle the storylines of no preseason games and how those position battles are going to play out. I do apologize. I'm also getting extremely hot in here. It's like 91 degrees outside, and I got these huge lights on me, so if I start sweating here, just bear with me here. We'll be all right. So I'm, I'm just curious to see how those storylines kind of unfold. Uh, I know that that's been a big part of the 
the episodes is preseason games. So uh, I'm curious. I'm really curious to see how those unfold. I'm just curious. That's all. Uh, next up, Rams players and coaches feel just more relaxed to me than than the Chargers. Maybe maybe I'm crazy there. Maybe I'm not. But either way, it seems that way to me. If my video cuts off here, guys, I will put something in and come back. I see that it's blinking, but I think I'm going to be okay. But uh, if that happens, I'm going to keep the recording going, uh, audio recording going, and then I'll fix the video later. We all worry about that. So, uh, And also, who could win these position battles with no preseason? Could Hard Knocks be giving us a good look at this battle? That's a valid question. Is with no preseason games, it's hard for people like me who watch the preseason games pretty religiously. Sometimes I watch them more than I watch the regular season games, at least more often, uh, simply because I'm trying to pick out those position battles and I'm trying to make my predictions, my own personal predictions for you guys of who I think is going to make the team. We haven't done that yet. We will. We will. We will do the predictions of the cuts and then we'll also do before the season begins, we'll do a starter prediction before like official... Uh, depth charts and all that stuff come out so we'll do that but I need some kind of information I can't just go based off of what I kind of already have in my head because there's always some people who blow up in the preseason and are dope so so I can't do it but speaking of these position battles let's talk about it guys let's talk position battles because we have a lot we have some good ones all right let's talk about let's get some different music on yeah I made these musics that's not how that sentence is supposed to be said. You guys understand what it, what I meant. Words are literally just to get the ideas that are in my head into your head. And if you guys understood what I'm saying, then nothing is wrong with it. That's how I feel. All right. So who could win these position battles? No preseason. What do we look at? What are we looking at? What are the coaches looking at? And what are the position battles? First of all, we got to talk about that. So we're running back. We don't know who our running back is going to be day one. I'm assuming it's going to be by committee. But who's going to be the one getting the bulk of the carries? I personally think that Cam Akers is the most talented running back on the Rams roster. But Malcolm Brown has some sweet experience and has always played well when he needed to come in place of, you know, somebody like Todd Gurley, who we will mention here in a minute, by the way. After all this stuff, I want to just talk about it'll be a second, but I just want to mention some stuff. Anyway, Daryl Henderson, I was also a big fan of going into last year, but he didn't really do anything that popped out to me. So I, I was hoping that I would get a preseason to watch of this guy where he could kind of maybe not just impress me. I'm not like I, I'm not like the all knowing whatever, <laughs> whatever, but I was curious. I was just curious to see how he was going to do this year. So, you know, uh, I, I'm still curious, but I think we're going to see all three of these running backs and I'm OK with that. I went high voice on that one. I'm OK with that. All right. Uh, the offensive line. This is a big it's a cluster mess, okay? So, uh, we have good players along the offensive line, and we didn't lose anybody. That's pretty pretty great, considering we're in a pandemic. No preseason, limited practices, Zoom calls for, like, off-season training stuff. So, that continuity actually plays really well into the Rams' hands. So, left tackle, we know is good. We know it's Andrew Whitworth. Big wit at left tackle, we know that. Left guard could be Joseph Noteboom or Austin Corbett. Wouldn't be surprised at either of them. Noteboom, he was playing okay. Corbett played better, in my opinion. At the center position, Austin Blythe, Brandon Allen, or Brian Allen, excuse me. 
and Coleman Shelton are our centers on this roster right now. I think Blythe uh, is the better center than Allen, but Allen was the one who started day one last year. Coleman Shelton, uh, I'm not sure if he can uh, break uh, past either of them. The right guards, uh, right guard position, Havenstein was taking care of some of that, as well as David Edwards, and Austin Blythe started there last year, week, uh, week one. That was his position. So, now, I don't know. I like all three of them. I think Blythe is a better center than he is a guard, so I would like this to position battle to be between Havenstein and Edwards. Of course, Havenstein uh, holding a lot bigger cap hit, if that's important to you. Uh, Edwards, obviously on his rookie deal, he's going into his second year. At right tackle, Havenstein was the day one starter there. Uh, but Bobby Evans played absolutely incredible, in my opinion, at that right tackle spot. I think he did great. So I would like to see him continue at that spot. And if I had to pick, if I had to give my own predictions, or at least my once of what I think the offensive line should be from left to right. I think that worked out on the camera this way, left to right. <laughs> and uh, so I would go Andrew Whitworth at left tackle. I would go Austin Corbett at left guard. I would go Austin Blythe at center. I would go uh, David Edwards at right guard. And I would go Bobby Evans at right tackle. I think that the Rams' offensive line, as much trash as it gets right now from media people and fans, uh, I think that the offensive line is actually not as bad. It's not as bad as people are saying it is, actually. And at the end of the year, I thought the offensive line was doing really well. So, you know, I mean, well, we'll see what happens. And you feel free to, to drop some comments of who you would like to see uh, or if you just completely disagree with my stuff. If you hate everything I said about the offensive line, give this video, if you're watching on YouTube, give it a thumbs down for me, please. And if you love it, give me a thumbs up. And then tell me also. You can tell me. You can tell me I'm stupid. You can tell me I'm amazing. You can tell me I'm handsome or ugly. Whatever you want. Just interact with me, all right? Let's get some back and forth going a little bit. And then uh, let's look at the quarterback position opposite of Jalen Ramsey. We know Jalen's not fighting for a starting position, but Troy Hill, Darius Williams, David Long, these are some names that are fighting for a starting spot. Troy Hill and Darius Williams is really who I think this position battle is against. So I think that that's uh, one of those two is going to be the outside starter, and I think it's going to be Troy Hill. I think it, I think Troy Hill is awesome. Darius Williams, though, getting some PFF love as well, which is cool. Uh, the nickel competition is a little bit interesting, though. David Long Jr. is definitely a name to look out there. Uh, Terrell Burgess, Jordan Fuller, who are more safeties. But our safeties are pretty locked in. Taylor Rapp and John Johnson. Freestyle is my nickname for Taylor Rapp. It's not catching on. But that's okay, because I'm just going to keep using it anyway. I don't care what you guys do. Yeah, but... Uh, and then uh, Johnson as well. John Johnson, obviously one of the better safeties in the, in the league. So, we got that going for us. But uh, that's why Terrell Burgess and Jordan Fuller are in this conversation uh, for that nickel spot. And I actually didn't even have them written down. And then I saw that article on the Rams.com that had their names listed. So I was like, ah, okay, I'll throw them in because my only two names were going to be David Long Jr. and Dante Dion. So those are the two that I kind of anticipated being in the position battle at nickel spot there. Uh, but you know what? They threw in Burgess and Fuller. So I say, let's do it. Let's add them in there too. Inside linebacker. We don't know who any of our starting linebackers are going to be. Okay, we can kind of have an idea on some certain spots here, but we really have no idea. So inside linebacker, we got Micah Kaiser, Troy Reader. Those would be my picks if we had to choose today. I know some of you guys are commenting when I said that Troy Reader, I thought he played well. You guys were like, what? <laughs> Which is fine. You're allowed to disagree with me. That's the beauty of things. 
You can disagree with me. That's totally fine. We can still be friends, I promise. But Micah Kaiser is somebody... I think he's going to green dot this year uh, for the Rams. Uh, Clay Johnston, popular pick. Popular pick. Fans are loving this guy, mainly for his personality. He is a strong tackler as well, though. Kenny Young, who absolutely lit up Baker Mayfield in the preseason last year, which was hilarious to watch. It's always fun to watch somebody get blasted. It's football, after all. And, uh, you know, you can complain about player safety all you want, but it is a violent sport, and it will never be 100% safe. So... Let's hit some people. That's what I'm about. Uh, I think that I like the big hits because I could never do it. Like, I could never participate in that aspect of it. So let's keep it moving here. Uh, we are running out of time. Outside linebacker, Abu Khan, Leonard Floyd, Terrell Lewis, Obanaya Okoronko, Natrez Patrick, who I think is underrated, and Ja'Kai Polite, who I think is overrated, but I think is still a good player. But I think he's just overrated considering where he was drafted. Uh, he was a high pick for the New York Jets. I actually liked Polite coming out. Uh, and then, of course, you know, it seems like the Rams get the players that I like that were coming out just after they we decided they're not good. <laughs> so whatevs. But I like Natrez Patrick. If I had to pick on this one right now, I would go with Abukam and Natrez Patrick with a heavy rotation of Terrell Lewis and Obanaya Okoronkwo. I'm not necessarily stoked about Leonard Floyd. I don't necessarily think that that's a bad signing. But I'm also, I'm just not over the top about it yet. I'm excited to see what he can do, but I was excited for preseason to see what he could do, and we didn't get that. So that's unfortunate stuff there. Uh, I want to talk about Todd Gurley real fast. Just before I get out of here, I only got a couple minutes left. So Todd Gurley, he finally listed his LA home. It's on the market now if you guys are interested. That's not the important part. The important part is the Falcons. They have come out and said to us, said to the world, that Todd Gurley is going to be limited in training camp due to a knee issue. Which, come on now, guys. Come on. That's all. That's really all I wanted to say, is that he's got a knee issue and it's public and he's walking around with a pronounced limp again. And we're still mad that we cut him. We still have fans that are mad that we cut him. You know, I realized that all last year. I was like, guys, he's fine. He's fine. Relax. Sean McVay said he's okay. We need to take his word for it. He's good. I was just playing the game, guys. Uh, I wanted to mention this real fast. Eric Weddle made some comments on uh, on the Odd Couple earlier. I think it actually might have been two weeks ago about if he would have um, if he would have opted out. Here's Eric Weddle. Eric, what, do do you think, uh, given the current situation, and we've seen a number of players. Uh, opt out if you were still playing. Would you be interested in playing during this, or would you, uh, or, or, or do, you, do you understand guys who rather not? Yeah, I mean, I get, I get the that guys have unique situations for whatever reason. That's up to them individually. For me personally, uh, I would be playing because this is a job and it provides for my family. And no matter what, I'm going to do whatever it takes to provide for them and. The reality is I played my whole career of not wanting the guy behind me to never, ever get a rep. I don't care what it was, practice, a meaningless OTA practice, the training camp. I took every rep because my biggest fear was I let that guy get a rep or I didn't push through an injury and I never saw action again. I got my job taken away and my career is done. So the reality is, that you take this year off, you're taking a high probability that that guy who stepped in for you 
is going to take your job, and you may not ever get back in the NFL again. So. I'm going, to, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, you guys get the gist of that. So uh, Eric Weddle would not opt out, and I appreciate that, and I absolutely loved his answer. To be completely real with you guys, I loved his answer. Um, he did go a little bit further into it, but that was Rob Parker asking that question. Rob Parker, if you guys uh, are FSR people, um, the odd couple comes on on my drive home, if you guys are curious. <laughs> Transactions for you guys before we hit this fan case. So I think I got a couple in here. If I run out of camera time, I'm sorry. I'm going to use some uh, some B-roll on you guys, and I'm just going to do some stuff. Uh, so you guys won't see me, uh, but I am running out of time on the videos. But I will keep the recording going. Um, because I want to finish this up. But transactions for you guys. The Rams did wave cornerback Levanta Taylor. They have activated linebacker Terrell Lewis from the COVID IR list. He did test positive and is back now. Uh, the Rams signed back defensive back Jake Jervis, who has been on and off the Rams roster. Uh, I did see that my video cut off. So for those of you that were watching on the video, I apologize that you cannot see me anymore. Um, but uh, I think it's going to be okay. You guys don't need to see my face all the time. And the Rams did also wave wide receiver Brandon Polk. So let's get into this fan case. I actually, I posted about fan quesos and I did not, um, I did not get a many. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I'm going to probably cut off fan quesos until the start of the season again. Um, but I did get a, get some from John onto the uh, Facebook page, the Ram Showcase Facebook page, which you guys can always feel free to uh, to, uh, to to send some questions there uh, as well. Um, you can tweet them at me, at Ram Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Bags. You can find any of the Facebook pages. You can find my own, Joe Branham. You can find the Sheriff Joe Bags page. You can find the Ram Showcase page. You can message any of those. Instagram, at Sheriff Joe Bags, at Ram Showcase. Uh, and, you know, shoot me some questions. Let's do this. Let's get some interaction going. If there's something you want to know, you want to dig a dig under the ridge top a little bit of uh, under the sheriff Joe Bags ridge top and see what's going on kicking around in this this little brain over here. Then um, yeah, feel free to drop some questions. You know, I'm always good to answer some. So uh, let's see here. Uh, which Rams players are good trade candidates? I did not pre-screen these. I'm just gonna let that be known. <laughs> I did <laughs> I did not go into these first and like be like okay, let's see what my answer is gonna be. So which Rams could be trade good trade candidates? I think we could have some linebackers that might be some good trade candidates. But also, along the offensive line, I don't think that that necessarily would be the worst thing ever. I'm still looking at the camera like it's recording me. Um, but uh, there could be a guy like maybe Rob Havenstein. Havenstein could absolutely be a potential trade candidate. Uh, some of the linebackers could be trade candidates. Uh, I think Leonard Floyd genuinely, I think, could be a trade candidate for the Rams. Um, let me see. Uh, uh, maybe one of the corners, if, if, depending on like if Troy Troy Hill's really crushing some competition, maybe maybe uh, like Darius Williams or something. But also on the flip side of that, I think if Cam Akers is looking like the guy, Malcolm Brown could be a potential trade candidate as well. So uh, yeah, some uh, the follow up of this uh, this uh, queso here is uh, from John is uh, my perspective is is many it is better to have many good players with reasonable salaries instead of a few elite players with high salaries. And I absolutely could not agree more. I 100% agree with you, John. 100%. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, look at like teams like the Patriots who are really good a, a, a lot of the time. <laughs> they they don't have any high, high-priced players. But then at the same time, look at the Jets. Neither do they. They have like one player that makes over $10 million a year. I think that's right. I, I want to say that's right. And because uh, they got rid of Jamal Adams. Oh, wait, no. Jamal Adams. It was, so it was one of two. 
before Jamal Adams. So they have two players that make more than $10 million. So I don't know where they're even spending money. They're not spending any money, apparently. But I absolutely agree with that. I think it's it's better to have a stronger roster full of some depth than like five to eight players who are just really sick. Because, you know, you lose a guy like... Well, let's look at a team like the Chiefs, because I think the Chiefs are kind of being a top—they're becoming a top-heavy team. They've spent the last few years building a powerhouse, and now I feel like they're top-heavy. So, uh, say, say a guy like Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes get hurt, which is obviously possible. This is a violent sport. It's, it's something very realistic that could happen. So, I mean, say that were to happen, and— who, who then what happens to the Chiefs? They probably are terrible after that. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's it's, it's just one of my opinions on that. So um, yeah. So we'll see. Next question here from John, which is going to be our final one. In addition to the above queso, I have the following second queso. I appreciate all your quesos, John. You feel free to keep sending them, please. Um, let's see here. Can you offer your opinion on Les Snead's performance as the Rams GM? Yes, I can, because I think he is crushing it. I think Les Snead does a fine job. Uh, I think that Les Snead sands Jeff Fisher, who was really running the team. Uh, I think that, that Les Snead's done an amazing job. And also, I want to I let it be known that I think Jeff Fisher would make a good GM. Notice I didn't use the word great. I didn't say awesome or killer or dope or anything like that. I said good. I, I think he would be a good GM. I don't think he would do amazing, but I think he would he would do a strong job. I think he, he would be better than some of the current GMs that are in the NFL right now. I absolutely think that. So, I mean, it kind of just depends on uh, uh, your, your viewpoints there. But I think that, that Jeff Fisher brought in a lot of really good players to the Rams. Uh, I still think Tavon Austin's a good player. He's working out with the 49ers. I think he's good. I think he was underutilized. I don't think anybody knows how to utilize him, which makes me sad because I thought McVay was going to be a perfect candidate on how to use him and how to implement him into an offense and have him be a weapon. And then we never just we just never got to see that. Sean McVay traded him. So, you know, it's unfortunate, but it happens and it's fine, you know. Um, but I, I think he he brought in some good players. Uh, you, we can go all the way. Jared Goff, Aaron Donald, Michael Brocker. Like there was a there's a big list that I could give you guys that I don't necessarily have in front of me. But I think we had some strong draft classes under Fisher. There was a couple that weren't so good, but I think we had some some strong draft classes under Fisher. And I, I think that he was really the captain of that party ship. And Les Snead post Fisher, I think was able to do what Les Snead does, which is have amazing hair. And pick good players. And Sean McVay, I think that they work really well together, and that's important. It is important to have your GM and head coach work well together, and I just don't think that that was necessarily the combo with Jeff Fisher and Les Snead, but Les Snead and Sean McVay is a killer combo. Uh, Great hair. Great hair on both of them. (laughs) I guess Sean McVay's hair isn't that cool or anything, but it's fine. (laughs) Uh, Nothing too crazy, I guess. But, yeah, I I think uh, Les Snead's actually doing a really good job. I have no complaints on Snead. Uh, I've been a Sneed fan for quite some time, though. Uh, actually, ever since that uh, Washington Redskins trade. Oh, oops. Sorry, I wasn't supposed to say that. The Washington football team trade. <laughs> oh, uh, it, well, technically, they were the Redskins back then. Okay, leave me alone. So, uh, I don't know. That's a uh, That trade, ultimately, you look back on it, and it didn't really work out. Like, the Rams didn't necessarily use those picks for good. They use those picks for evil, I think. And um, I don't know. It's just one of those things, I guess, that uh, looking back on it, the, the trade at the time, it was like, man, we absolutely robbed th- those 
was a Washington football team. We, we robbed them. The Washington football team and the Rams had a trade, and I, I at the time, it was like, man, football team is stupid, man. They just gave away so much to get RG3. And then RG3 had a really strong rookie season, and it was like, oh, okay, well, football team did a good job there. And then it was like, okay, yeah, yeah, football team made a good pick. And then RG3, like, second year, he kept getting hurt and stuff like that, and it was like, oh, football team made a bad pick. Okay. And then it was like, well, the Rams, they, I mean, they still got a crap ton of picks, so I mean, either way, we won, right? Right? Wrong. I mean, none of those players really panned out. All the picks that the Rams got from football team, uh, it didn't really work out at the end, so... I don't know. I guess no winners of that trade. Football team didn't win. Rams didn't win. Nobody won that trade, I guess. What can you do? What can you do? What can I do is do some homework. So I'm going to get out of here, guys. I appreciate you guys listening to me, though. You guys just listen to me talk. I know you can't even see me right now, so I have to run some B-roll. I don't even know what I'm going to put up yet, but whatever you guys are seeing, I didn't even know that that was what you guys were going to see when I'm saying this right now. So congratulations. Maybe it'll just be pictures of me looking great. Like all pictures of me looking great. Anyway, that's going to do it for me. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all of your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can also follow me at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Real simple for you guys. I try to make it super easy. If you guys want to add me on Snapchat, I guess just leave a message or something and I'll give you my username. I don't know if anybody cares. I usually just, you know, I don't know. I don't post that much or anything, but I, I do have one. And if you guys want it, feel free to reach out. I don't know. I'm good with it. I'm very reachable. I'm very open. I'm very uh, out in the world. Social media all day, er day. Well, I work a lot, I guess. So not all day, er day. A lot, all, a lot of the day, but definitely er day, er day for sure, but not all day. <laughs> all right, guys, that is gonna do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have an amazing rest of your night. <laughs>